0: In today's episode of Money Talkies, we are speaking to Nikki Nash. Nikki Nash is a podcast host, Hay House author, motivational speaker, and a marketing mentor. Her courses, communities, and events equip with entrepreneurs with tools and resources they need to share and profit from their message. Today, Nikki is speaking to us, explain to us why dating is very similar to marketing. Let's find out how. I'm your host, Girl Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? We have the amazing, the gorgeous, the sexy Nikki Nash again. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me back. I love speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming back, Nikki. We had such an amazing time last time talking about your hero's journey, about how you got to where you are through all those various jobs and um, and how you achieved so, so much success in just a short span of time. But now we are here talking about a very, very interesting topic. So when we were talking earlier, you mentioned something, and I thought, well, this is something that the audience really would like to hear. You say that marketing is just like dating. And that got me intrigued. I like, okay, really? I never really thought of it this way. So today's topic is all about how marketing is just by dating. So tell us, tell us what do you mean
1: by that, Nikki? Yes. So I first like to say that oftentimes when people are thinking about marketing their business, they're going, I need a client, I need a customer. Yeah. And so often people forget that these clients and customers are human beings first. Like it's just, you're connecting with another human being. Hmm. And so if you take a step back and you're going, okay, okay. I'm connecting with another human being, what would I need to do? Or what should my process be such that they feel like they have everything they need to whether it's no or believe, or think in order to say yes to my product and offer or no, you know, so that they can powerfully choose whether they want it or not. And That is so similar to dating. You know, when you're going out into the world, you're trying to, if you're uh, single and looking to mingle, you know, you're trying to figure out, is this person right? I'm gathering the information to know if I want to be in a relationship with this person or not. And so the stages of dating are the same stages of marketing. And when people can think of it that way, it makes it so much easier to go, oh, okay, well, am I showing up and metaphorically asking somebody who I've never spoken to before, if they want to marry me, like, are those my first words? Like, mm. Hey, you want to marry me without any other information? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's really why marketing is just like dating. And I'm more than happy to walk through like the different stages uh, with you. But yeah, that's, that's the premise is that when you realize I'm just trying to connect with a human being and give them and, and collect, cause it has to be a decision that's right for both of you. All the information you guys need to know whether you want to you know, put a ring on it or not, then you're, you're in a good spot. Then you know your marketing is doing its job. Okay, so that's, that's quite interesting. So you're saying
0: asking for the sale in marketing is the same as asking someone to marry you in a dating game. So is, that, is, that, is my understanding this correctly?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the idea. It's that, you know, if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. As Beyonce says, Hmm. you're saying it's the same concepts, you know, if you're making a sale, you're asking a similar thing to uh, a proposal. And then I also like to say, you know, if the if it's a yes, uh, repeat sales or things like that could almost be anniversaries, like, oh, we're celebrating again. You know, (laughs) It's time for a ring upgrade, you're gonna go to the next level. (laughs)
0: I I like I really like the metaphor. So so talk us through the various stages of okay, so when you first introduce somebody in the, either through a dating site or in
1: person, what is that equivalent to in, in marketing terms? Yeah. So the first thing, and it, it actually happens even a little bit before the dating site, is figuring out the type of person you're looking to meet and then that usually dictates which dating sites you're going to be on because Ah, usually okay Okay. you know like like, yeah your idea client money avatar so you exactly uh, your idea client avatar right Right. exactly so you want to start there you know who's my dream person and where the heck are they spending their time because that'll dictate you know should I be on certain social media apps should I be going to certain networking events should I be speaking on certain podcasts like what should I be doing Hmm. and the same thing it's like oh well do I want do I want this type of date or situation? Maybe I should be on Tinder. Should I be on eHarmony? I'm really bad. I don't remember dating sites. Or should I be <laughs> on Match? Or, you know, J Date? Like where who are you trying to connect with and which metaphorical dating app or in person dating situation do you want to engage in mm. because when you've got that clear and you have that level of clarity then you know where to spend your time and you don't have to be on 10 dating apps or 100 dating apps just as just like you don't need to be on you know 10 or 100 social media platforms or marketing platforms you know you choose the one or two that you believe is going to make a huge impact and you start there and um, the difference would really be as as you as an entrepreneur, as you get momentum and you have a system and a repeatable framework or, or plan for the different marketing activities, you can add another one. But the idea is choose one or two and go all in on it, and really invest the time and energy to make those platforms work or those strategies work before you add another one. Okay, so. Um, so the first
0: step is to recognize, or at least have in mind, your ideal client avatar. That we, we mean, most people talk about that quite a lot. I mean, anybody who's listened to this as an entrepreneur would be familiar with the concept. So, assuming that the person has um, the idea, okay, so I, I you know, I've, like I have Jack and Jill. It's funny, but that's not that I call them Jack and Jill. Um, so I you know Jill is a thirty-five-year-old mother of two who's an ex corporate employee working You know, all the all those um, scenarios. So I have her down, you know, on piece of paper with a picture from the net. So that's my cl- ideal client avatar. Now that I have her, I don't know what kind of client I want to attract. What's the next step in 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 the dating game, so to speak, or marketing yeah. dating game?
1: It would be figuring out where Jill is spending her time. Okay. And so, so you, you want to go, where is Jill spending her time? And you can make an exhaustive list, but you don't need to be in all those places because mm-hmm. once you have the list, it's kind of evaluating where do I think I can show up as my best self? Like, where do you want to show up? And I think Mm -hmm. so often people leave that out of the equation. They're like, oh, you know, my people are on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is blowing up. And if you hate audio because you can't see people and and that's the way you learn. I actually have a friend who needs video. She can't. When we talk, we don't talk on the phone. We either FaceTime or we use Mm -hmm. Zoom because she doesn't like it, right? then don't make that your strategy if you know you're not going to show up as your best self there because she gets distracted or um, it's just harder for her. So some people are like, yes, blogging. I'm going to blog. Well, if you hate writing or you suck at writing, then don't double down on blogging. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you're not going to do it or commit to it. So choose, look at where your person's spending their time and what they're going to engage with. And then ask yourself, how can you show up as your best self, where will you be excited to play? Like, where do you want to be? And then choose that. So the step one is figuring out your client avatar. Step two is figuring out where
0: Jill hangs out. So where your client would actually hang out. Um, and then from the, from the list, step three would be figuring out where you want to hang out. So then Jill may hang out on three, four different platforms, but where do you want to hang out that makes represents you in the best light? And you can enjoy being part of it. I hate writing, by the way. I'm dyslexic, so I hate writing. I've got a book coming out <laughs> very, very shortly, but I do hate writing. I'm not very really keen on it. So I I hate blogging. But audio is good and video is good. So you figure out where you want to be using your current skill set and what makes you comfortable and shows you in the best light. So that's number seven and three. What's next?
1: Yeah. And full transparency, I would actually group all of that into one master step, step of like, Connect with your target audience, you know. So, like, um, those three steps are really under the umbrella of figuring out where the heck Jill is and spending time with her. You know, captivating her, capturing her attention, hmm. and so a part of the those steps, I would say, the only thing that's missing is once you know where you're going to show up, you have to actually show up there and show up in a way that you know you're going to grasp their attention? You know, if you're blogging or writing a podcast, what headlines or top subject lines or titles do you know is going to have them go, Oh, I need to pay attention to this. If you're posting on social media, what videos or photos or things do you need to use to help them stop the scroll? So you want to show up, it's no different than I would get all dolled up, you know, when uh, I was in my early 20s, we would go to a lot of bars. Uh, Actually, really, we would choose one to two, but we would go to them often. And you'd get all dolled up, so that when you walked in, hopefully somebody would go, "Ooh, I find that person attractive," right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of show up in the best way so that somebody's going, "Yes, I—I I don't know why my voices are weird, but like I'm trying to be the other person." That's like, <laughs> yes, I find you attractive. Um, but uh, you want to show up so that somebody goes, "Ooh, I'm intrigued by what you're putting out. I'm intrigued by your content." And so that's kind of the the first thing that you want to. Focus on doing is just get in front of people, reach more people with a message, and and find what is working to attract the people that you actually want to speak to. And this is so important because when you, if you are in this step and you are saying things that will attract, you know, I have a a friend who um, works with senior entrepreneurs, really entrepreneurs that are already at six figures to help them get to multiple six figures and, and seven figures. But for a while, a lot of messaging was really attracting brand new entrepreneurs. And I'm like, well, that's why there's this disconnect between what you're saying and who you're attracting because she also had one program for people who weren't you know, there yet at Six mm-hmm. Figures to help them. And I'm like, you're marketing to them though. And that's why that's what you're attracting. If you market to the people that you actually want, then if somebody comes in and you're, you say, oh, you're not there yet, you have that other program for them, but you're speaking to the people that you wanna connect with. So you really wanna make sure that you are testing and thinking about your messaging so that you're not only capturing people's attention, but you're capturing the attention of the right people. Mm. I think this is really, really important, capturing the interest of the
0: right people, because you need to be clear what kind of clients you wanna be serving and what, type, what part of the journey. And, um, and also the, there are usually startups or people who are starting off the crazy don't have the actual spare cash to, be able to pay for mentorship and other things that so they usually bootstrapping or working the way up. And I think the kind of coaching, or if you are working, with, you want to work with clients, doesn't matter where you are, especially in the, in the coaching industry, you want to be in the place where people are able to afford your services, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and affordability it, it, that ranges based off of who you're actually going after yeah. and what you're offering. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So now coming to the content marketing. So what kind of what do you think is the best way to approach clients? I mean, how do I show up? So if I'm showing up for, and I'm trying to find Jill and Jill is on Facebook, how would I attract her attention by doing Facebook lives or what would you suggest?
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to we're going to stick with Jill. Hmm. So if you know that Jill is on Facebook, then you want to ask yourself, OK, my goal realistically or your goal would be for Jill is to not only show up but get to that point where there's like this engagement and you're getting to the point of exchanging numbers right you're like mm-hmm. hey let's let's get, metaphorically get each other's digits mm-hmm. so what you want to do is you want to ask yourself okay what type of content will Jill engage with and it may be testing maybe you have to start by i'm going to test doing You know, lives every week for 90 days. And I'll also try, you know, just posting clips from my book with a call to action at the end Mm -hmm. to get, you know, a freebie if they, you know, or something. Or maybe it's just a direct, hey, if you are struggling with this, I have this free tool, sign up for it. Right. So you can test different types of content. It could be long form, uh, lives you can go live and if you're somebody who does well with you know audio or visual visual you can do those things and then you can transcribe what you have and pull out things that could make shorter posts or even blog posts from there right so you want to pull out things that you can say that you know will attract jill and just test okay I'm reaching out to Jill. What is Jill liking? What is Jill commenting on? What is, what had Jill actually sign up for my email list so I can have her information. So I know I can keep contacting her if Facebook goes away tomorrow or something. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's a lot of testing and just putting things out there and seeing what's working and what doesn't work. And so often, and trust me, I have been there. I have done it where you'll post something and you'll go, Oh my goodness. Nobody liked it, and then you go down this spiral of nobody's engaging with my content. Nobody likes me. Why do I bother posting? And, and you just stop, right? I have done that so many times. It's embarrassing to admit, considering I have a background in content marketing, even working for corporate. Like it's crazy. And like rule number one is consistency. Mm-hmm. But you have to battle yourself, essentially, to get to a, a place of consistency. And what I found that can be really helpful is to just say. I don't, it's not going to be perfect. I'm just testing. Let's just get it out there and test. Let's just see what happens. Let's just get excited. And again, you're just looking for what is the content that resonates with Jill, you know, your avatar, Mm. to have her engage and take that next action, which usually is send you a DM, join your email list, give you their phone number something. Like it's usually some sort of ah, you know, I'm intrigued of going on a first date with you. So let's get that set up. And that first date could be, you know, a a lead magnet or a Mm -hmm. webinar or, you know, a challenge or something. It depends on what you have going on. But the goal is to get their attention effectively enough such that they go on a first date with you, you know, engage a little bit longer, listen to your podcast, something like that. So what I'm hearing from you is
0: it's testing all sorts of different contents and simultaneously Probably the most crucial element would be be consistent. I think a lot of people can get get to the first step of you know okay, they can figure out who their client avatar is, they can figure out what what platform they're on, but they get disheartened. But what you just mentioned that they put content out and Jill ignores it completely, and they think, "Oh, Jill ignored me. Oh no, she's giving me she's ghosted me." Um, and then why bother writing another uh, another post or whatever else? Whereas you're saying be consistent because you never know whether Jill saw it or not
1: and yeah Jill may not have saw it seen it Mm -hmm. and Jill may not be the person that engages I kid you not I had somebody who signed up for a ten thousand dollar program with me who never once commented liked engaged with anything and said oh yeah I've been watching your videos for you know all year and I'm sitting there like I didn't even know you existed. I didn't even know you saw this.
0: I've had that. And- I've had that. They, they, they seem to lurk in the background and just watch from afar and suddenly turn up and they join your program. You think, Where were you? <laughs> I didn't even know you existed. And, and they're I, sitting there like, I love you. And you're like, yeah. really? Where have yeah. you been? And then there are those who are so vocal and so in the comments left, right, center and seem to be your biggest fans. And then I buy the low end products from you. And <laughs> You're like, right. well, Okay. They're like, 20 bucks? Heck no. (laughs) And you're like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, we get that too. (laughs) It's very common. (laughs) So Okay, so I think this is very, very, um, very, very relevant. I think I'm so glad we're talking about it because you need to be consistent and you need to be aware that sometimes – people on on they are still humans i think the the comment you made early on was they are still humans and some people are not comfortable commenting and not comfortable contacting early on while they're just gauging who you are and what you do and so forth they want to wait and see okay so let me see how she behaves and whether you know she's really genuine she really means what she says and people do that. People do, you know, follow people for, you know, you, they follow you for ages before they go ahead and, and sign up and even give you the email address. <laughs> people are so scared. They don't even give email address nowadays, right? So it's it, the being consistent is absolutely key from what you're telling me. And then also be in expectation mode that you will get the clients. You will. You are attracting the right clients. I think the mindset here is very important. You need to have the right mindset
1: before you can see the results. Is that Right. Yeah, mindset is huge. And I I even put it in my book, which is a marketing book. So it's all about marketing. And I have in here, I could give you the best marketing plan in the world. And it won't mean jack, if you don't have the right mindset, because if you yeah. don't have the right mindset, you're not going to consistently implement the marketing plan. You're not going to, you know, put the right energy out that will attract your soulmate clients and customers. And so, you know, it, it I would I don't even want to say you have to have the right mindset before because the first thing it was a really hard lesson to learn that I learned about mindset is that it's it's like an ongoing thing oh yes yeah, you you're you're
0: constantly in the growth mindset if you're growing you're either growing or disintegrating there's no way around it there's no two things around it you're either growing or you're or you're dying right and,
1: but I thought truthfully, honestly thought my first like transformational experience seminar, whatnot, I thought that you know you had this enlightenment moment and then, <laughs> and then like gone were the negative thoughts or the disempowering thoughts. Like they just, I transformed them. Right. And so people talk about, you know, it's like a butterfly or transformation. I'm like, that's crap. A butterfly, a caterpillar doesn't turn into a butterfly and then back into a caterpillar and then back into a butterfly. It's just a butterfly. And so don't describe my transformational <laughs> experience like a butterfly because I go back and forth between caterpillar and butterfly every five seconds And so it's just like, so, such a hard lesson for me because I'm like, I would beat myself up over it. I'm like, I don't understand. I did this transformational seminar. (laughs) I I should be transformed (laughs) into a (laughs) butterfly. I'm
0: like, what the heck is this? I love it I love it this is why you know people attend Tony Robbins events and all these big events and literally two weeks later they're back to the way they were before and back to the slums and you're thinking <laughs> oh goodness if that's all it took then everybody here would be a billionaire and whatnot right. it's It requires constant work on yourself. Hence the daily habits are imperative. You know, what are you doing every single day? Are you studying? Are you meditating? Are you doing certain tasks every day on yourself and and working on the inner mindset every single day? Otherwise you are going to go back to the old way of thinking and where the lack and
1: scarcity takes over. And you think, huh, I thought I'd transform. (laughs) Yes, I, I did the work. I worked on this. Why am I still working on this? And I feel that way. Sometimes I, I speak to entrepreneurs, even about marketing stuff, and they're like, you know, I put content out there and I feel like I'm good. And I'm like, no, you can't just put a video out there once. You know, if you think of even Gary Vee, he puts out a prolific amount of content, but yeah here's the the trick. The thing that I've noticed about him is I'm convinced he just records everything he does. Like there's no joke. There's a video I saw where he was talking in a cab and it was clearly a cell phone. Like somebody had their cell phone out and he was just talking in a cab with his seatbelt on in the back, probably in New York city, just talking. And that became a really popular Instagram post. Yeah. So if you just, you say brilliant things all of the time, You know, I should have done it today. I should start doing it. I should start like recording myself while being recorded on podcast interviews while I'm just saying stuff and just say, hey this episode's coming out soon. Here's a behind the scenes look of what I recorded today. And it's just a little clip of me talking with my headphones on with no makeup and like some lipstick to hide the fact that I have on no makeup, right? You know, like you don't need to look like you walked out of a beautiful photo shoot. Yeah, I've taken videos and I've produced content while I was at the gym. I was like, I have this brilliant idea. I'm sweaty and disgusting. And I just finished running. But here's what I've got for you today. You know, it does not matter. People want The content and care in a beautiful way people are way more self-absorbed to care what you really look like as long as you're giving them valuable information and I think this is something that I I, even myself I'm
0: guilty of you know you do something consistently for a while and then you get results and then you fall off the wagon pretty much I've done the work I'm here actually no Um, if you don't remain consistent with them like I've got like I think about 11,000 people following my page yet the engagement drops off every now and again because I stopped putting content out there and then the engagement drops like why is the engagement drop they got 11,000 people following yeah but they that was a while ago you have to be consistent for it to you know keep the engagement up and this this is this is key and even people who are who do well you know who are established they forget the idea <laughs> you have to come back
1: and you know do it again right yeah It's like you look at Jennifer Lopez, who I don't even want to ask how old she is now because she's She's just stunning. Yeah, she's just stunning and age-defying in all ways. But it's not like she wakes up one day and is like, you know what? Screw my diet plan and my workouts. I'm just gonna eat cookies and ice cream for the next year and I should be good. No, she will no longer have her J-Lo body. She yeah. works out consistently. She follows her plan consistently and that's the way she why she looks the way she does. Mm-hmm. And then to add to it, she probably looks better year after year because it's just added. Like yeah. every time she's working out, it's like an additional workout to what she's already been doing. Like historically, it's just continuously growing and getting stronger and getting better. And, and the same is true for, your content. I watched my, one of my very first Facebook lives the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was the wrong thing to do, darling. <laughs> that was <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the content was good. you know. I was pulling old content to see like what can I pull old clips from or to prove a point, really. I was showing people clips. I'm like, they're like, they're like you have a nice microphone and a good background. I'm like, I didn't look like this or do any of this when I did my first video. And we didn't have the technology It's crazy. It wasn't that long ago, but we didn't even have the technology that makes it as easy as it is today to create content that looks better than when I first started. Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep showing up and and putting it out there. I mean, I remember the first video I did, it was horrible. And I'm actually
0: a very good speaker because I'm a barrister over here. So I'm, I'm a trained speaker yet on camera. I had hiccup. One, I thought I was gonna look really, really fat. <laughs> I was afraid of being on camera anyway. And then I finally plucked up the courage to be on camera. And I remember I was so serious and I wasn't me and I was speaking and the content was still brilliant. I have to say the content was great because I knew my, I know my topic, but the way I showed up <laughs> wasn't me. It was very serious and very somber and very, not, not me like this, which bounces off the walls. Very conscious of the fact that I was on camera, whereas now like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> comes on and just stop
1: speaking (laughs) no joke because when I first started I thought you know I came from corporate and I'm this businessy coach Mm. sort of thing I rented this blazer from rent the runway that was like tweedish and like blue and then I sat, I, I went to my parents' house and we have what's called the Christmas room, mm-hmm. which is, that's what I call it. It's not really what it's called. It's probably called like the living room or the family, not the family room. I don't know. The, you know. One of the rooms. But the rooms that we only really go into when it's Christmas, it's the mm-hmm. fancy room. It mm-hmm. has these like plush, like beautiful, golden, like sofa, chairs and all this stuff. And it's very Victorian in nature. And I was like, I should sit in there because I'm this regal business coach. Like, I guess was, I was like, what am i doing this is so weird when i look back i'm like all right well at least the content was valuable even though i look so not like myself
0: yeah so i mean what i'm understanding from this is you need to start somewhere and doesn't matter where you start, because you and I we just shared our experiences Oh, and well, what we started off with. I think having a corporate background is a is a hang up that you have to get out. And then I know a lot of people who, who listen to this podcast do come from corporate backgrounds. So that's my friend, is a, something that you need to get rid of. You have to get rid of the corporate ideology of what is expected, because what we expected to the way we're expected to dress and behave in the corporate world is a lot different from the online space, for sure. And the online is a lot more um, personal and a lot more um, geared towards who you really are, whereas the corporate world is a bit more rigid and a bit more um, <laughs> a bit more boring. But regardless of where you are, regardless of what you do, it's all about being consistent and starting. That's why I'm hearing from you, Nikis. Start and just go with it, and then you will improve over time. And the only way to actually really meet your ideal
1: clients is to show up again and again and again. Is that right? A hundred percent. You show up over and over and over again. And what's important is not just that you show up, but you show up as yourself, you know, the more content. And it's interesting for me, this has been my experience. It may not be everybody's, but the more content I create, the more clear I am on what it is that I want to deliver and share with people. Like even this whole uh, marketing is just like dating. It came because I used to teach digital marketing workshops in person for years while I still had my startup job and, and all this I did it as my it was my side hustle when I taught it for a company called General Assembly and I would teach and people would ask questions and I noticed that analogies were my way my go-to way of describing something I'm like oh you know it's just like this and then I used to teach I literally would be like it's just like my dating life in my early 20s and I would walk them through and I would stand on the left side of the room and walk them through every stage of dating you know from like showing up all fancy and capturing attention to collecting digits, to, you know, going on a first date and a second date and so forth and marriage and, you know, anniversaries. And I would just walk like from the left side of the room to the right to teach dating. And then I'd go back to the left side of the room and I'd say, now this is what you do for marketing. And I just, it was me doing that over and over and over again, because people said, Ooh, I like it. I get it. That made it a thing for me and made it clear for me. And then I'm like, ah, my content's getting better because I now can describe things better. (laughs) Right. And so the more you do it, the better it gets, you know, writing a book, I had to write like 45 or 50,000 words. I mean, yes, I was an English major and I like writing, but still, I wrote that first chapter initially. I was like, bam, this is a great first chapter. And it was like 1,200 words. And I think each chapter had to be on average, like 4,000 to 5,000 words. And I was like, I got a lot more writing to do on this one topic. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But in doing that, I got better. So it's the consistency isn't just for your audience. It's for you to get better and to show up better and to be yourself more and just show up as yourself consistently. And that's what's going to attract people to you. I mean, I I completely resonate with that
0: because you have to start somewhere and then you have to show up. And as you do, as you do show up, as you are talking about your topic again and again, it refines in your mind, it refines in your words, and you become more comfortable with it. And therefore, you're able to show up better and speak about it better and show your expertise more. This is what I found through my experience of being, you know, being in the online space. And this is coming from someone who's very comfortable. Like I can stand in front of a, a, a thousand people and speak. That's not a problem for me. It never has been. I'm a very confident speaker and very fast speaker too. So half of the people don't get what I say because I speak so fast. Bloody hell! <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The ones who get it, we really do get it. But it's and I've improved. So much. I haven't slowed down much. I think the the speed is still there, but I have I've opened myself up In the energetically, connecting with more people because now I connect. I am very good at <laughs> switching people off. People either switch off, they love me, or they you know completely switch off. I like that. I like that the idea that people who switch off can leave the space and that creates space for more people to come who will listen to me. And this is what you want, isn't it, Nikki? You want to be creating content where. You either you know you're polarizing people either love you or hate you because you want the haters to go away. You want the the space to be created so that more people can come who can listen to you, and that can only come
1: as you talk about your topic consistently again and again and again. Right, a hundred percent. And one of the things I always hear from people is, "Oh, there's somebody out there speaking about this already," or you know, i I'm not saying anything you know dramatically new." okay, but you're going to say it in a different way. And let's be real. You know, some people that are already out there creating content, they're on a different, different, like energetic frequency than you are. So they're only connecting with the people that are on their frequency. And there are a ton of people on your frequency that have nobody talking to them because you're not showing up. So it's going, all right. Yeah. I mean, are there a lot of people out there talking marketing? Yes. Are any of them like me? Honestly, probably not. Mm. (laughs) Not even just like, just energetically personality wise freaking looking at um gender and race like most marketing books out there are written by white males and there's no yeah. like I'm not like whoa that's terrible nothing wrong with that but I'm like oh yeah I'm black and I'm female and I'm gonna yeah. show up and I'm gonna write a darn good marketing book and yeah. the people who want to read it from me will read it and will be super excited about it so you know, I agree, and I, I agree. I think
0: you bring a different, complete different perspective to it. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, I I do speak to a lot of people as well, including white white men. Um, you know, the, the the typical idea of you know the, the the who are successful and who can write books about these things, but then there are people like you and I. We, you know, we brown skin and black skin or whatever. We both of us are brown, um, brown skin yeah. and people, and they um and they have they and being females too, not just men, being females too. We bring a different perspective to like, and exactly what you said, the person who's going to resonate with those so called gurus, you know, I won't give some of the names, is not going to resonate with me. But people who resonate with me will not resonate with them because they they're in different frequency. Exactly what you said, they're in different frequency, and people need people like you and I too because they exist. And it's not just it's like when you go to when you go to a shop and there's loads of cookies or there's loads of you know candies there, not everyone's going to buy the same thing. And that's how you are, you know, that's how I see us because people do resonate with different people. And there could be 10 people talking about the same thing. Like this, I mean, when I first started, nobody was talking about it. Now everybody, every every other person I hear is talking about money mindset, but it never throws me off because nobody can speak about money the way I do. And the people who resonate with me will come to me
1: and there's more than enough market space for everyone to thrive, wouldn't you say? A hundred percent. And I love what you just said about candy because it reminds me of, you know, uh, Kit Kaks, for example. I don't like Kit Kats, like the brand Kit Kats from the US. I don't like it. I don't know why. But I had essentially the same type of candy when I was in Norway. I was uh, leaving Norway and my friend was who's Norwegian. She said, have this. It's like a Kit Kats. But I was like, I don't like Kit Kats. I had this like, I loved everything about it. And it's just like, there's um, contents were a little different. Maybe it was a little less sweet or something along those lines, but I fell in love with it. Some people may eat this and go, I don't like this. I like Kit Kaks, you know, and it's, that's fine. And so that you may look the same as someone else, or, or like, you know, have similar ingredients as someone else, but you're still going to have something that's unique to you. And I yeah. think so often people are trying to figure out how they should differentiate themselves and how they could differentiate themselves. I'm like, you are innately different than anybody just else. Being by, by being so yourself, just being be yourself, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good start, right? I think a lot of people are so. Um,
0: I think this is where this is another, another conversation for another time, but it's the where the imposter syndrome comes up. And think I have to be like them uh, or XYZ for me to be successful, not realizing you just have to be you, and success will come to you because of your unique ability, talents, and skill set. You know, if you try to be a carbon copy of someone else, then you will never achieve the success that you can possibly achieve. But if you remain the original copy of whoever you are and speak from that authentic
1: voice, you will attract all the success you want and more. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent. And I remember when I started, I would look at other people's sites and I'd say, oh, this is, they've used this language and this is what they did to be successful. And I'm not saying don't ever look at what anybody else does, but don't assume that because they seem to be successful, that's the only path to success. And I distinctly remember when I, Did my first, like it was really kind of my second, but my first real big brand photo shoot for my business. And it was at a time where a lot of people who were in my kind of cohort of people who were starting their businesses at the same time were taking photos of them, you know, at the Eiffel Tower or in like a little European cafe. And I had, there's nothing wrong with this, but like, it just felt like everybody's brand was looking very similar to depict this laptop lifestyle. Mm. Yo, know, mine was taken indoors at a studio in Boston, by somebody who I really connected with. She's really cool. And I had balloons and confetti and I was wearing like li- pink lipstick and pink heels and I was just like and jeans and a t-shirt at the time with a blazer or something you know like I was just myself and they weren't just like oh cute jeans they were ripped jeans and I didn't care like that's who I am and that's how I felt and I just showed up as myself and I distinctly remember when I posted the first photos I got so many comments people are like oh my gosh who did your photos oh my god this is amazing oh my goodness this is so great I really connect and resonate with your photos I'm like it's not because of the photos themselves it's because I showed up as myself Mm. and I wasn't trying to be anybody else and everybody felt that through the photos yeah
0: I think when you're when you're truly authentic and you and you accept who you are and be proud of who you are That energy is picked up by everyone else around you. And that's what magnetizes them towards you. When you're insecure in yourself, it shows up very, very clearly. And when you're secure in who you are, and then you're teaching from that space, when you're secure in your knowledge, in your ability, in your talents, that is such a powerful place to be, because that is when people are willing to listen to you. Because if you don't trust you, why would anybody else? 100%. 100%. Wonderful.
1: Wonderful. Okay. So we can carry on talking. I know ever like podcast episode, no, it's like, but we're going
0: to wrap it up now. Okay. So once again, Nikki, how can we connect with you? So if you want, if you want to learn more about your idea of marketing through dating or, you know, or making a similar to dating or anything else, if you want to connect with you, how can we connect with you?
1: Yeah, so the best place to do that is, one, if you're already listening, obviously, to a podcast or watching something like I, on YouTube, I have a podcast. It's called Market Your Genius. Um, Gull is on it. So go search for an episode <laughs> um, and listen to us riff. Um, But yeah, the Market Your Genius podcast is a great way to you know get connected quickly and, and listen to what I've got going on. But I, I would say best place is to just go to nickinash.co, which is nickinash.co. Um, because that's where I'm always putting up new content um, to help people really grow their business, connect with their soulmate clients, and I have a ton of free resources and tools there. So it's it's where I would go to just kind of say, yes, I want a really cool free tool to get me started. Wonderful, wonderful. So all, all the
0: links that Nikki has mentioned, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we, they'll all be in the show notes, and if you are watching this on YouTube down below they'll be in the description section so don't don't worry we've got everything there for you so thank you so much thank you for coming again on our money talking segment it's been an absolute pleasure we can carry on talking for hours and end and i think it's um but it's been a very very interesting conversation and i'm sure i've got a lot of value from I and mean, i'm sure lots of people will as well but i think we need to have you back again as a guest on our money talking segment because i think we've got a lot more to explore and i think this conversation is needed because. I think the authentic, authentic way that you describe things and with a fun with a bit of a fun factor thrown in, is is what people require. What people need because a lot of people are just making this a lot harder than it needs to be. And you make it feel like fun. Be you and just go out and have fun. And this is what's required because the only time you can make money, and I know this from the law of attraction point of view, is when you're enjoying it, when you're having fun. If it's hard and cumbersome and it's boring. It's not something that you can do. And I don't enjoy marketing myself, but you make it sound so fantastic. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have to go and do more content. <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest, Nikki. We will have to have you back. For those watching um, are watching, or listening to us, thank you so much for joining me and Nikki on our Money Talkies segment. I will be back on another episode of Money Talkies with another amazing guest sharing their expertise, telling us how we can build our brilliant businesses. Until the next time we meet, this is Golkan signing off. Take care and bye for now.